and welcome to the Potters Podcast. We are back. I know we haven't done one this week because, to be honest, I couldn't be bothered. Could you, Ange? Well, we both know why you didn't do one this week, Ian. It's because I am winning 2-1. And you can dispute it all you like. Um, but I am now winning 2-1. And we first have to start talking about a, a victory against Luton. Well, we'll go straight in with that because, firstly, your competitive nature is making you go mad. It's still 1 0. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're getting this from. You predicted 2 1 and 2 1. <laughs> so, you know, you're getting closer, Ange, but this competitive nature is starting to make you go insane. Right, so we're going with Luton, which, to be fair, was a really positive result, wanted to look like finally a positive spin. How was it, Ange? I actually thought we deserved to win. Um, things you never think you'll say, Morgan Fox, man of the match. I just thought we deserved to win. It was um, it was nice to get one over over the departing Premier League manager that he is now in Nathan Godwilling Jones. It, look, when we when we won, I thought, yeah, this is it. Now we've turned the corner a bit. Uh, we'll move onwards, and then we haven't. No, no, we haven't at all. But, you know, Southampton, Nathan Jones, is this another disaster waiting to happen? Red and white shirts, bigger club. Well, what do we I, think I, here? Well, I, I'm amazed that they've gone for him. I don't really care how well he does or otherwise. Um, you know, the things, it's over for us now with him. But in terms of, of that Luton match, it was good to see Harry Suter back on the pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good to see him on the pitch. It was. It was nice to see a good defender back because we're really struggling for him at the moment. Um, but yeah, Nathan Jones, quick so quick go on him. I think the man's an absolute joke, and I hope he goes to Southampton. And I've got a feeling we'll be playing him next season anyway, when he gets relegated with him, if they keep him, and if they do get rid of him, they can have Alex Neil. But before we move into West Brom, um, yes, Harry Suter has returned. He's in the Australian squad. And are you worried about that? Uh, I'm not worried about it in terms of... Um, I think it will be good for him because it'll almost be like him getting a pre-season. I don't think he can stand in anybody's way when they've uh, worked so hard to get back and they've got a chance of going to the World Cup. I know a lot of people were really disappointed that he didn't play at, at uh, West Brom. And I too was disappointed. But you can understand why, can't you? It, he probably... I'd fulfil the criteria for him to go away with Australia. I wish him all the best. I hope he does well. It must be a long, lonely road back when you're spending 13 months training on your own when other players are going out uh, and playing football. And I hope he does well. I can't see them getting through. Can you? Can't see them getting through the, the group. Um, no, I couldn't name another player, to be honest, with Australia. I mean, back in the day, they used to have Harry Kewell and Mark Viduka. They had a few good players, didn't they? But now... Uh, I genuinely couldn't name a player. Um, unless you can. Is it Moy at Celtic? And, you know, if he's playing for them, they must be desperate, aren't they, really, Anne? Um, well, they haven't got the same amount of people that can play for them as, say, Scotland or, or Wales or Ireland who have played in, in better football. Um, but, yeah, I wish him well, unless they have to play us. And... Um, I don't think we'll get to that stage. I do worry about us uh, after the group stages, but let's see what happens. Yeah, well, we'll talk about the World Cup later. It's exciting, isn't it? Right, before we do that, then we're going to go into the West Brom game. Now, this, luckily I didn't go. I'm so glad I didn't. I did actually get hold of a ticket, but last minute I couldn't go because I did, didn't want to. Um, what a performance that was. That's got to go down. Is one of the worst I've watched on TV. And to be honest, I've not watched a lot of Stoke on TV because I normally go. But obviously, because of work commitments this season, I haven't been able to go as much as I normally do. But what I watched was absolutely awful. Some of the worst performances I've seen in a while. We were completely out-muscled in every position, I think. I would agree with you. It's uh, one of the very few matches I can think back and think god am i really supporting this football team because as you said that you're bullied in every position over the pitch every single position um it's one of the worst games i've ever seen i didn't think west brom were that good 
But what we did was we allowed two big blokes to bully us both ends of the pitch. We couldn't get past the centre-half, we couldn't stop him scoring. And it was um, a very poor day in terms of, I don't want to sort of single out players, but the ref touched the ball more than Campbell. Uh, Dilap, I'm not quite sure what he was doing. Gale is running around more as a midfielder. Um, it, we just keep passing the ball sideways and backwards all the time. I, it's just, um, it's just awful. I, I just don't know. I, I, for the first time for a long time after that game, I thought we're in trouble here. I thought we're in big trouble. And I, if we were doing player ratings, which I know we're not, because there's no point given that we've given more nearly nothing. Um, it's one of the. I don't know how. You could see anything positive out of that, really. No, I mean, the goalkeeper, Jack Bottom, now, for me, has to go in some way or the other. If we're bringing in a goalkeeper, we've got to get rid of some of these players now. For me, there's too much dead wood. We're being completely out-controlled in games. There's no consistency around the squad. One minute, one player's coming in. I mean, one thing I've got to mention is, Morgan Fox, since, he's, since basically under Alex Neal, a player that's barely played before under Martin O'Neill, he has been brilliant recently, to be honest. Even in the poor games, he's looked a decent centre-back. Well, not centre-back, but he's filled in well at that left centre-back, which has been a problem for the last two years. And he's done all right the last couple of games. Why did he drop him for the West Brom game? Honestly, I've no idea. I thought some of his decisions in the West Brom game, he said it was because he felt players might be tired. I just got the... They just, to me, had a look of team that were on the beach quite literally, and then you see that a lot of them have gone away this week. I, I have no idea of his decisions, but they weren't great. Maybe he was trying to make a point saying we need some more money for some more players. I don't know, but it was pretty poor. Well, for me, it's no excuse with the play a lot now. There's enough quality in that squad, and I've said before that we haven't got a good side. We haven't. That, that team is, is full of kids and old men. There's not many in-betweens, and the ones who are in-between aren't performing. You know, Louis Baker's very inconsistent so's um, Laurent there's, there's got to be an overall change here at this club haven't there and it's, it's, but looking at Saturday I mean I mean the goals were pathetic weren't they I mean they pathetic were, and, uh, but it isn't just that I, I, I've said a few times this season if you can't defend then you've got to outscore teams we can't score either and then you see the, the shot conversion rate that's come out from the second tier pod today and top of that poll for the forwards with the worst shot conversion rate in fact we've done really well in the top six we've got three players Dwight Gale no percent of shots has resulted in a goal right Liam Delap 3.4 percent has resulted in I think he's got one goal and Jacob Brown 6.9 percent have resulted in a goal I mean the only people between them are Troy Parrott Tyler Roberts and Rian Brewster and However much you run about, however hard you try, how many shots, I'd love to know how many shots they've had between them because there was the one match which we lost where we had about 40 shots. I bet they've probably had about 70 or 80 shots and the total number of goals scored is three. Well, it, it is a worrying stat, isn't it? I mean, we brought Dwight Gale in to be a lethal finisher and all of a sudden he's, he's forgot his boots. I mean, what do we do with Dwight Gale at this moment in time? If the manager can't fit him into a system and he isn't scoring goals, which he isn't, uh, there's there's some good parts to his play. I mean, he's good at holding it up and he he does get in the right positions, but I don't think he's the type of striker we need at this moment in time. Again, it's another type of striker that we've brought in at the wrong time. We, put, we, we I mean, now we need a Sam Vokes, but we bought him two years ago and we needed a Gale. You know, it seems like whenever we make a signing, it's something that we've looked at years ago and decided to go back to rather than going, what do we actually need? Like, Liam Delap on paper, because of his stature and his size, looks like a powerful centre-forward. But he actually isn't, is he? I mean, if you look at the stats on there, he gets knocked off the ball a hell of a lot for a big man. So yeah. we need an old-fashioned old bruiser, don't we? A powerful centre-forward that can break us through. It doesn't just relate to on the pitch, though. I think you've got to look... Yes, while I agree with everything you're saying, and I think I always felt it was a big 
ask for Liam Delap to come in as a 19-year-old and um, rule the roost in the championship, which is clearly not going to happen, and he's getting frustrated. But it goes further than that, as far as I'm concerned. That your recruitment off the pitch is important too. And I, I know that after that match, um, Alec Neal said that um, he, he was looking at appointing further people off the pitch. And it seems to be that one of those positions is going to be a goalkeeping coach, which I think most people thought was Neil Cutler, but the money's now on Jonathan Gould. And then you look, we brought John O'Shea in, who's, who's got a, a track record as a player, second to none. Um, there's, you don't know what benefits that's brought into the coaching department. A lot of people are saying Rory's been here throughout the demise. You don't know how much he does um, in the coaching department. But but certainly, I think there needs to be one or two bits of freshening up off the pitch as well as on the pitch. I don't know what you think. Well, I mean, it's clear to see that Rory Delap doesn't... Uh, well, it's not that he doesn't want to be there. Of course he wants to be there. And the club have sort of stuck with him. But the thing that I find more worrying is, like all these ex-Stoke players that are coming back in as coaches to... You know, for me, it just looks like a desperation move from the club to go, look, we've, we've got fan favourites here. Like Ricky Fuller's now is a forward coach at the club. And Tim Walters in the background. So's Liam Lawrence. Now, that's good if, if they're doing a good job, but for me, it should be the right man for the job. Now, I'd, you know, the only man I'd like to come back in a real serious coaching role for me is Ryan Shawcross, as maybe a head coach or an assistant coach, which is what he's learning in America now. But when I look at Rory Delap, things haven't gone much better since he came in as a coach. Um, it might be time for Rory to go. You know, you never know. I mean, because I, I, I don't know because this is the problem with the football club at the moment. There's no, there's nothing coming from the club. You know, we, we don't. Yeah, but, we... but you have to, you have to say in that it's impossible. Uh, we're talking now. It's impossible to really know what they do behind the scenes because we never see them in the training ground every day or, or, or once a month. We don't see them. But you look at the record of how we're performing on the pitch, and as you've said, it's. Uh, it's dreadful, and you have to look at every facet of the club. Uh, if things are, are, we're consistently poor. Our performance levels are consistently poor at this moment in time, and, and something has to change it. That could be new players on the pitch. I mean, he's hinted that he's going to get uh, some players in. I mean, he's obviously looking for a winger, but we both know that January is the worst transfer window ever for uh, for value for money. Well, it is, yeah, and the, the problem is, I don't think he's going to have money spend till next season. I, I just, I just don't believe it'll happen. I think there'll be a couple of loans. The the problem is what I have with it is that for me, the whole club needs gutting. For me, like a proper all round gutting, but I don't think I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the club seems to be ringing in coaches without the manager decisions. But like now we need a goalkeeping coach. We used to have one of the best around at one point. And was it Andy, yeah. Andy Quay or Guy? Yeah, he's now working in America. Yeah, he was. You know, his, his record of producing goalkeepers and coaching goalkeepers was second to none, and we let him go. Um, I don't know how we let him go when we've got owners as rich as we are, but I keep bringing that back because it is a very important point. I know people have been having a go at me on on other platforms and a lot of other things because they say I'm too negative. Well, I am the victim, Aljo, of the Stoke podcast. And that's why me and you would get on hands because we're both miserable. But the, but the, the thing of it that comes through is that Neil Cutler used to play for Stoke, and to be fair, until he got an injury, he was a very good goalkeeper for Stoke, once when we got him from Aston Villa. But really, we want somebody with experience because we've got very Ill, you know, little experienced goalkeepers at the club. We've got a veteran one in fielding, we've got Bonham who's crap, and we've got Berzik who's got potential, but is under a lot of pressure at his young age to be consistent. So Gould would be the man, wouldn't he, really? Do you know much about him? Um, I know he's been around a long time. He's been around a long time. He's uh, Goulds, who used to be the player, Bobby Goulds' son. He worked a lot in New Zealand, I believe. Um, I don't know when he came back to this country, but um, apart from the goalkeeping coach, but let's be honest, we do need one. Dare I say, I think we need a goalkeeper. Well, that, yeah, we we all we all know we need a goalkeeper. That that's priority. I think I think we're from the looks we're, we're isolating Everson from Leicester City, but he's back up there. I don't think they're going to let him go without a fight, really. There's Danny Ward and Nate Severson, isn't it? Exactly. 
exactly. So maybe we won't get one. Maybe we'll stick with what we got. But whatever you do in goal, you've still got to have people in front of them that can um, real well. West Brom played like several teams. Have, well, most teams have played against us. They play high tempo. Um, whether they've got the ball or not, they're pressing if they haven't got the ball. They, when they've got the ball, they play at high tempo. We just can't cope with it. Uh, the fitness levels might have improved, but technically, and, and the, the speed with which we play, it's, it's not great. And so, therefore, that's got to be coached into, hasn't it? Well, I mean, the problem is with, with what's... The, the only thing that's really changed with Alex Neal, really, is they are fit here and there's more intensity. But other than that, they're still making horrific mistakes. They don't seem to have a clue what to do when they get into the forward areas. We've got mid, we've got players in the midfield that are swapping every week. So there's no consistent. The only player that's consistently playing is Smallbone that I'm not rating at all. I think he's an all right player, but he's not a player that I'm looking at and going, well, he'll change things. Because he doesn't really. You know, he's played a lot of football this season so far. And he scored one goal, anti, and I think got one assist or two. You know, that's not good enough. He's played yeah, but, halfway through the season. Yeah, but when you when you talk about single players, and I, I granted, I mean, I thought he played well against Luton, but they were all rubbish against West Brom. But the thing that bothers me at this current moment in time is the lack of urgency. There's, I won't call it a complacency, it's almost as if people don't think that there's a problem. And... If you've got a lack of urgency when you look at the league table, maybe that lack of urgency is on the training ground too, because you're certainly on the pitch. Well, yeah, that's an obvious thing to look at. I mean, West Brom have been absolutely atrocious this season, and they look like yeah. Brazil. Honestly, it looked like Brazil versus Qatar on, on Saturday. It was pathetic. Some, some of the performances were absolutely ridiculous, and it seems like as soon as we concede a goal, they give up. It's not about it. I mean, I, I get messages, Ian, um, not from you, granted, because I think you're still crying. I get more messages at that moment, and two words, game over. It, it, my phone goes ping, 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 as soon as so concede, and I know without looking at the messages what's gonna, it's going to say, because I send the same message sometimes. When we look at what, there's, there's something wrong integrally at Stoke. There's something at the background. There's something going wrong. There's something heavily going wrong, because whatever the club seems to do, it seems to be the wrong decision. And it's like whenever they bring a player in, it's wrong. Whenever they bring in a manager, it doesn't work. I don't think Alex Neil's got long. I'm not going to sit here now and slag him off because he's only been in the job a couple of months. But I don't think he's going to last long. And do you think that's going to be out of his own choice? I think the, fan, the fans are already turning on him. I was speaking to Finn, who works at my place today, and I was he's, he's given up. He's had enough. He's sick of it. He said, we've been down the championship, and he goes, fair enough if we'd had a proper go. And one, one or two of the seasons, we maybe scraped seventh or scraped eighth. We've been nowhere near in five years. We're actually going down bank rather than up. I mean, that first season where we were hounding out Rowett and then hounding out um, Jones was actually our best season, that first one. Because after that, we've just slowly got worse. I know it's frightening. But when you look, you look at the team, that last match against West Brom, and um, some of them started to go over to the fans and then very quickly retreated because I, I don't think it was a the warmest reception they've ever had. Um, but you see then, look, when somebody's off work, they're entitled to do what they want. But I don't think it went down very well with a lot of fans when you see Liam Delap in Morocco, somebody else playing golf in a very warm place, somebody in New York, somebody in Philadelphia, somebody um, on a trail bike, you know, all in warm weather. And people tend to get a bit annoyed, don't they? Well, people get very annoyed, and I'm one of them. I mean, why they deserve a trip to Dubai, I don't know. I mean, that that's really pigged me off, I'll be honest. I mean, why are they going to Dubai? There's no need. They, they, they need to be shoved in the middle of Scotland, running up and down that hill, as punishment for how crap they've been. 
not get rewarded and send it to Dubai. Where's this money to send them all Dubai come from? At the start of the season, we couldn't afford to buy players. We couldn't afford improve the facilities in the back of the finger grounds, which were apparently FFP. But we could afford to send them all to Dubai for a week or two weeks, whatever it is. What's going on? Well, it's a different put pot of money, but I understand your um, annoyance at this. And and as a as a fellow fan, it does look like people are being rewarded for failure. But there are a lot of benefits from warm weather training, and other clubs are going on warm weather training. So um, I I see why they're doing it. The proof of the pudding will be how they react when they come back because if they go down the pan against Cardiff in their first match back on December the 10th if, if they go down the pan in that one and then the following Saturday they lose at Bristol I can see a lot of people firing a lot of bullets at a lot of players and staff uh, and I, it's a big gamble um, and let's hope it works well, we've got to hope it works. Of course we do. I mean, if they come back all guns blazing, I, I really, really doubt they will. Um, they're too inconsistent, the team is, to, to do that. But what we've got to look at, really, is the overall performance, because we're halfway through now. We're halfway through. What do we rate to this season so far? Is this, do you reckon this, this could be a bad season? I mean, I'm speaking to a lot of people, and there's a lot... It's a bad no matter what happens, it's a bad season. But I mean, could it get worse, is what I'm saying. And by worse, you mean could they be in the bottom three at the end of the season? That's the thing I'm, I'm fearing. Because I, I, the way we're, we're going one way at the moment, because we're so consistent, I mean, we're winning a game, we're losing a game, winning a game, but we're, we're dragging out wins where we, we're looking really struggling. And then we go out and get absolutely battered the week after. Like, West Brom was embarrassing. Don't care what happens. I mean, at the end of the day, that's 11 players on the pitch. And to give up like they did is not good enough in any shape or form. And that's the thing that's scaring me. It's the giving up. You know, I've known teams before who've played bad. And I've seen Stoke teams that have been bad. I remember the year we went down last time. When when we lost, was it 8-0 to... Birmingham in, in the league or, or Cup, yeah. whichever one it was. A horrible day. I was there and it all kicked off with the fans. But it, it's getting, it's on the tilter of that now, Ange. I mean, the negativity around the club at the moment is has gone because it's gone well, to lethargic. People aren't bothered now. They, they're, they're sick of it. Yeah, complacency's set in, apathy's set in. But I, in answer to your question, do I think Stoke will be in the bottom three? No, but that is only because. I can see three worse teams than them, but just because they're worse on paper and on results up to now doesn't mean that they can't improve. What does worry me is the bar in every department doesn't seem to be set very high. Um, I don't think anything's improved really since we've come out of the Premier League. Uh, In fact, I can't think of one thing that's improved since we've come out of the Premier League. Maybe the academy might have improved. Um, and maybe we're getting players through that you would hope we would get through but apart from that the recruitment process on the pitch by and large has been awful Uh, sales of tickets have dropped for a whole host of reasons Covid being one uh, the state of the world finance another I think apathy is a massive thing Uh, the, the commercial activity doesn't seem to be as great as it was that possibly is down to fans not being bothered as you say but something's got to change somewhere, and I just wonder if the new bloke, living the Vida Stokey, as it'll now be called, Ricky Martin, is going to make a change. What do you think about that? <laughs> we waited all day for do that. Ricky Martin. Now, who brought Ricky Martin in? I need this clearing up. Well, you'll never know who... Well, obviously the club, the owners have brought him in, but he has worked with Alec Neil, Alex Neil before at Norwich. So... Basically, Ricky Martin's been brought in by Alex Neal. He's probably been re- recommended by Alex Neal and he's worked with Alex Neal before. And the one thing that I would say... Listen, I met Ricky Martin last night. I, uh, we bumped into each other. He was an extremely nice person, um, very personable, came over. I was very impressed by him. Uh, not the sort of person that I would have equated with Alex Neal because he's quite dour, 
doesn't say two words when one will do. Uh, I was very impressed with this guy. The only downside from my perspective is um, Alex Neal has made, made a great play of how good he is. So if Alex Neal moves, and eventually he will move, I, I would suspect Ricky Martin would go with him too because that, that's what happens, isn't it? No, that isn't what happens, Ange. It isn't what happens. I, this is what I mean about it's it. what happens at Stoke. Yeah, this is what happens at Stoke, but I've never known anyone else do it. I mean, what kind of club brings a technical director in that the manager tells bring in? Um, well, I don't know who else does it, but we do. Yeah, but it doesn't work. It's stupid. Yeah, I mean, we had Andy Cousins running things for a while. I mean, one has to wonder what Andy Cousins' future will be. Is he um, still at the club? Yeah, yeah. He's in charge of recruitment at the moment. Oh, it's so, it's so, so jobs for the boys into this football club. It really but then, is. But then you've had the other, the other way. You've got Simon King, who's advertised for a head of commercial and a head of marketing at the moment, so maybe things are changing. Why are we advertising um, when we've got owners we have? Well, I've no idea. I've no idea. They, they, there you go again. There is this situation where the owners allow whoever's in charge of the club to do what they want, and that's gone on for a long, long time. Whether it's right or wrong, I have my own opinions of that, it's still happening. You aren't learning at all, are you? They, 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 no. Which, it's, 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 gonna be, it's not going to be far away now. It's not going to be very far away with Ian on the coach family. It's not going to be far now. I'm sorry to say. Oh, but, it's... but Ian, who's who's going to come in? Well, who's going to take this I, club over? It, I mean, how long's a piece of string, Ange? But it, it, the, the the thing that I'll say is this: is that I want to see ambition, Ange. I, I'm sick of this job for the boys. I mean, Parsons, we've been failing in the transfer window for what ten years nearly. And he's still got a job at the football club. Tony Scholes took us to relegation and then nearly putting the club into FFP and, and being maybe dropped down to League One and kept his job until he wanted to go. Then we bring a CEO in that West Brom let go because they, they thought they didn't really like him. So we go, oh, we'll have him. And then we're advertising for jobs when we're Stoke City with the, the richest owners in the league. I've, ne- I've never seen anything like it. It's jobs for the boys. It's, it's pathetic. It's not good enough. Do they want us to get back in the Premier League? Do they want this club to be big and be a top football club? Start acting like it. Be a You'd big like fish. So. You like to think so. Well, they've got to start being like big fish, Ange. They've got the financial power. We can bully. We could buy Luton if we wanted and bring all their top players into the club. We could do what we wanted, really. But we haven't got that attitude. It seems like, oh, well, we'll try to do this. Use your power or go. I'd rather, I'd rather right. somebody with less money but more ambition than people who can't be bothered because this is what it looks like. When we're bringing technical directors in that have worked with managers, that doesn't help the club. That helps Alex Neal. Now, we want Alex Neal to get as much help as we want. We do. I agree with that because I want the club to improve. I want him to get the right players. But what you do is you forget the manager because the manager is nothing in the modern game. Do you reckon Brighton give a monkeys when a manager goes? No, because they'll have the next one lined up, which is what happened. Potter went, a week later, the new man was in because they don't care because it's about churning out the players, selling them for big money, keep doing that until the bank's full and then one day have a go for it when they're in a great position. Maybe scrape into Europa League and see what happens from that point. That's how good clubs run it. And when there's too many mistakes in the technical director or the, the people who buy the players, they'll shoot them out and bring a new man in who's doing well somewhere else. That's how good clubs produce top young players and top managers because they don't give a monkeys about them. And I know that doesn't mean it, it doesn't sound good, but that's how good clubs run things. Leicester. Perfect example, they've had four technical directors and they've just signed another superstar defender, Fayez or whatever his name is, from, from uh, Germany or France. That's how you do it. They don't give a monkeys who the manager is. The problem is with us, it's, it's jobs for the boys. Who, who do you want in? Well, I, I work well with um, Ricky Martin from Norwich. Oh, we'll get him in. We'll, we'll get him in for you. It's not going to help the club, is it? It doesn't benefit the club. It benefits one way. It's just stupid. We, we could all have hope. And I'm, I'm saying, but hope's been killing us for five years, hasn't it, Dan? Yeah. It's, it, it can't, this can't happen anymore. This jobs for the boys and people staying in jobs who have failed and failed and failed and gone, yeah, well, no, no. 
Bring people. We need. I demand, and I want to talk about this when we're in. Which one I want to go in? Director of football. Do you agree we need one of them, Ange? Well, the technical director will be doing that job. But do you reckon we need somebody alongside him who can make the footballing financial decisions while he makes the technical decisions, which is the players? I, I don't think you can make an informed decision on that until you see how Ricky Martin starts in the first month or two. But but this is the thing, though, Andrew. Will Alex Neil have enough time for Ricky Martin I, to put I, these I, in? Personally, I don't think the owners have any intention of... Um, doing anything with Alex Neil at this moment in time. But then I didn't think they'd do anything with Michael O'Neill at that time. Uh, but they did when the fans started getting a bit nasty. But let me ask you a question. Who would you bring in if he didn't stay? Alex Neil. Yeah. Uh, well, my first pick's gone now, which was Michael Carrick. That's who I wanted right at the beginning. Second choice would be John Terry. Yeah, I see. That's the man I'd want. I think it's time for something completely new. I mean, we've been bringing in these experienced managers. We've brought a, a multi-promotion winner in, Nathan Jones, in. He got sold down the river because we had nothing upstairs for him. You know, Gary Rowe, these managers are all going to do well. And I guarantee you, Michael O'Neill will leave Stoke and will do well wherever he goes. I guarantee you. I think it. he will. I think he will. I think he'll end up going back to Ireland. But um, Graham Potter... Uh, he, I, the way things are going at Chelsea, um, I'm not so sure he'll be there any any longer. And people, much longer, sorry. And people are already saying, "Well, he'll come to Stoke." No, you got to get real. No, 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 no. The problem is with a lot of Stoke fans. We've got to wake up to the reality of how bad the clubs run at the moment. Absolutely. And, and at the end of the day, Alex Neil is a is a barrel scraper for me. I was not impressed when he came in. I, I don't think I'll ever be impressed. Yeah, he got teams promoted, but it was Norwich who... I mean, he did a great job at Hamilton. I won't take anything away from that because he took them from... Was it the Scottish League 1 to the Premier League? He did a really good job there. Norwich, they were already the best team in that in the, in the Championship when he got them up. And I think he jumped in halfway as well where they were already fourth or fifth. He just got them consistent. Preston, he couldn't get it. Because, to be honest, we're at the same level as Preston, aren't we, at the moment? And he I couldn't, don't think we're that good at the moment. Well, we're definitely not good, Ange. We know that. We, 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 we. If you all right then, Ian. If you did, a, we're through the halfway of the season now. If you did stats on players, at the, your your ratings, the ratings that you love, so call it mid-season rating. How many of your players would get five or above? Because um. you always say you can't give us somebody that comes on as a sub more than five. So. How many of the players that have played this season would you give more than five over the season so far? Um, Connor Taylor. Okay. Uh, what would that be, a six? Probably a six. He's done well, Connor Taylor, as I can't knock him. He's been brilliant, to be fair. Um, oh, oh, good question, this is Ange. Um, Fosu, probably a six. Yeah, I'd give Fosu a six. Sterling, probably a, a steady five. Oh, I'd give Sterling a six. No, he's, he's been, he's, he has been hit and miss himself. Fosu's... I like Fosu. I think he's a good player. Um, he's just out of position. I'm struggling after that. What about Fox? Fox would be a good four because he hasn't played a lot of the season, but from what I've seen of him so far... He was a bit dodgy first two or three games under Alex Neil, wasn't he? But then he has come good now. Yeah, go on, I'll, I'll give Fox a five. But over Timon? The, Timon, no. Three. Jags? Jags, three. And then you go down to twos. We're three, Baker as well, but he's been dead inconsistent. Smallbone, probably a two. Um, Delap, probably Campbell? A, Campbell, two. Delap, two. Bursic, Bonham? Bo de, bottom, zero. Um, you can't kill Kenny or Suter, can you? I mean, why has killed Kenny at the club still? We've got an option now. We signed him. Yeah, but we can get Harry rid of him Clark, now. what would you give Harry Clark? Harry Clark, two. See, the, the, as you're speaking, right, um, but all right, let's go through it. Bursic and Bonham, what would you give them? Bursic, two. Bonham, zero. Right, you've said Sterling, you've said Clark, you've said Foster, you've said Jags. Wilmot, your mate. Uh, four. Flint. Do we have to answer? Do you want me to answer that or? Yeah. Zero. 
Laurel? One. Lucas? One. Thompson? Two. Nicholas Glassback Powell? One. Uh, DiMaggio Wright Phillips, I think, is the only other one we haven't mentioned. Two. No, I'll give him a three, actually. He has come on and done bits of impact, hasn't he? I think he scored a goal as well. But is there I missed any... Jacob Brown, sorry. Oh, Jacob Brown. Uh, for the amount he's played, I'll probably give him a three as well. I mean, he has scored twice, hasn't he, or three goals. So. Right, so you look at those ratings, and we've got, that's our mid-season rating, and if anybody is bothering to, um, you know, talk about mid-season ratings and, and think that five is acceptable, then, um, wow, you know. No, there's not going to be many. There's not going to be many that have impressed me. I mean, I was going to talk about that. I mean, who would you, who would your player of the season be so far? My player of the season so far. Wow. I'd, I'd give it to Jordan Thompson. Jordan Thompson. Yeah. Why? He's, he's he's been sat on the bench. When he comes on, he doesn't let you down. Yeah, but come on, Ange. Who's player of the season? Come on, you can't give it Thompson. He's not been playing, has he? Oh, you're such, such a hard bargain. Then. Well, come on. Um, <laughs> Sterling. I'll tell you what, I'll kill Kenny. Play the season. Brilliant, kill no, Kenny. No, Dijon. Or, as he's known in other areas, Dijon. Dijon. So, so you're going Dijon Sterling? Yeah. I'm going to probably give it Connor Taylor. So far. Well, he's been on the bet. He's not played much. No, but but yeah. I mean, it's, it's bad, isn't it, when you're picking defenders? And we can't defend. <laughs> yeah. Connor Taylor, I think, has been really badly treated, and the Stoke fans have been talking about that themselves. I don't understand why he's been dropped, really, out of the team. He's, he's smoked. I've, I've noticed this about Alex Neal as well. He's a bit of a fibber, isn't he? A bit, yeah. He, he likes fibbing a bit. He said Connor Taylor was injured, but from everything I've heard, he isn't. No. So, I do, I do, like I say at this moment in time, I'm not bemused by what the club's doing. We look like a rudderless ship. And the players are getting worse. The quality of them is getting worse. And when... I mean, we're sitting there now. You're picking Jordan Thompson and then having to change it to Sterling. This season has been an absolute car crash. And to be honest, when you tell me, Ange, do you reckon West Brom fans would be saying these kind of things? Do you reckon... Rotherham will be saying these kind of things. Joe, you know, if we we were now morphed into Rotherham fans, do you reckon they'd be saying the same things? No. Well, that's why I'm trying to make you understand that I can't. The only team that for me is worse than us is Huddersfield. Okay. That's that's the only thing I can think of, and I think all it takes with this squad because we know how bad the mentality is. They can't come back from going a goal down which is a, an awful stat that we've had for nearly two years. Michael O'Neill Michael, Michael has to take a lot of responsibility for this, Ange, because there's been a lot of players that have broke through well under him, but have faded away under him as well. And I'm looking at players like Campbell and players like Powell, who slowly got worse under him. I'm looking at players... You know, like like Jordan Thompson, for example. I can remember a couple of... When was it now? Was it towards the end of last season when Thompson really started to improve and, look, and linked up well with timing? And then he dropped him for Klukas. Who, let's be honest, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't cut his contract and let him go. If it wasn't for the fact that we didn't have enough players in the team, I think Stoke would have let him go, really. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I could understand why. I mean, now when I'm looking at what's going on in the squad, I am starting to understand why Michael O'Neill's been sacked. I completely understand why he has been, but nothing's changed, has it, Ange? Let's be honest. No, uh, it certainly it doesn't look like it has, and results-wise, it hasn't. It definitely hasn't. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm worried. I, I think we've got enough stay up. I, I will agree, but I don't. When you say there's three teams worse than us, I, I, I genuinely can't understand where you're coming from. I just don't think there is. I mean, the good, the, the thing is with Rotherham, fair enough, they can't score goals. And they, they, they probably haven't got the quality, but they can defend. And that's the difference. So if you can defend, it'll give you a nil-nil or a one-nil. Like, like, for example, against Stoke. 
Perfect example was Rotherham. And that's why when I watched the Rotherham game, because we were in form then, weren't we? We'd drawn one and won two. So I thought, here we go, this is Rotherham. They are, they completely defended us out that game. We just couldn't get in the good good areas, could we? They're a no. good side. And that's the thing. You, what is me? You're depressing me now. Well, I'm sorry, but we, we've got to talk about these things, Ange. We, we can't just run away from it because we, we don't you know we can't just keep running away of putting his hands over his ears and shouting no 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 or in our case now but the thing we've got to look at now and we'll we'll discuss that a little bit more is obviously but what the transfer window is going to be kicking in we've been heavily linked to ryan poor choice is it poor choice from um from hibernian yeah. Now that's a really good sign if we can get it happen. But and you know because everything I've heard about him, his his international record, everything that Ibanian have been doing, Celtic have tried signing him twice, but he doesn't want to go to he doesn't want he wants to leave Scotland from what I'm hearing. Could this be a good signing for us? I'm I'm not sure, but I mean I know from watching him play, I think he um he played very well against Ukraine, didn't he, for Scotland? And he looked a right horrible little person. Um, Which you know, what we need, really. really. Yeah, we need somebody. I don't know what his wages will be like. I don't know what the fee will be. But if he comes, one would presume that we'd let Flint go. Oh, come on. Please. Please. Now, what what have, what have you heard about this one? Because I'm, I'm hoping it's not a... A smokescreen because I can remember last January. I think it was Harry, it was John Souter wanted he's coming this happened and he ended up going to Rangers, didn't he? And, and I don't I think he's only played twice for Rangers, and I'm glad we didn't sign him now. But this lad's been very good from a young age. I think he broke through at 17, become a regular at 19. And he's he's now in his third season, and he wants to move. Um, do you reckon we could get him, or are we just hoping that we can get an early, get it done before other Championship clubs become? you know, interested? Um, well, you'd like to think so, but we won't be the only club interested in him. Well, um, I know that, yeah, I know, but it's, do you reckon he'd, he would choose Stoke at this moment in time? Do you reckon he'd think? I think, yeah, I think, I think he would, because um, he'll get decent wages. He's right-footed as well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and, and if you look at the way the team is, it, let's say Suter comes back from the World Cup fit, um, we we need a partner for Suter, don't we? I think we've got two decent ones there. For me, we, we, Jagielka. If we can get Port, so he's if that's his name, I can't I can't pronounce. Very it's very French, very French, or Greek. Um, I'd like to see Flint and Jagielka maybe move away from it. If if we can get him in, I wouldn't offer Jagielka a new contract apart from maybe a coaching one. If we think he can fit that mould. That's what I do. Yeah, I just... I wonder how long we'll keep suitors, to be honest. Well, it depends, because if he comes back and has a great season, then, well, end to the season, then we're probably going to lose him, aren't we? Yeah. That, that's the thing. We know how good Harry Suter is. We know he's we know he's been picked. Uh, to be honest, if it wasn't for the injury, he wouldn't be at Stoke now. No. But what, we're gonna, what do you see us playing? Uh, a back four? Well, I think we've got to go to that because we, we've we got to... The problem is, like I said before, we can't defend. So when we sit back with this back line, we're too open and, and we, we make such shoddy mistakes and we're conceding goals because we've got too many square holes and round uh, round holes and with square pegs. The, what we've got to start looking at, he's got to start putting his formation in. Now, his formation, wherever he's been, has normally been the same. Four, one, two, two, one which has normally always been his position, the way his squad plays. But we haven't got wingers at this moment in time because we've been wasting two years trying to get players to fit my clothes, Neil, Neil's way of playing, but we never got the players for him. So it's another rebuild, Ange. But do we trust yeah, Alex Neil for it? If you're talking about, well, somebody's got to do it at some point. Can't keep chopping and changing. But if you look at Porteous as a player, while we were talking, I just looked up um, at the stats and he, he's moved the ball into the final third more than any other Scottish Premiership player this season. And I'm sure that would appeal not just to Stoke, that would appeal to everybody. And with him being a horrible little player as well, that probably appealed to Neil more than most. But we are going to be the only ones watching him and it'll ultimately go to expectations and finances. 
Um, and we, we can always match the finances if FFP is on a level playing field. It's whether people see Stoke as the wonderful place to come as it used to be. And one of the reasons people used to come to Stoke was because of the crowd. What, let me tell you, whatever people say, players do have, the crowd has an impact on players. And at this moment in time, I wouldn't be coming to Stoke for the crowd because the crowd atmosphere that we used to have is gone. Yeah, the, the, at this moment in time, it is a difficult situation because we're, we're halfway through the season now and everybody pretty much knows I haven't had a season ticket this year, obviously because of work commitments. But I, I have gone, you know, five or six of the games and I'll, I'll keep going. I'll always go whenever I get a ticket. So I've been away twice as well. The problem is that I'm I'm seeing is that the fans have given up. It's It's gone beyond an, anger now. We, we've just become numb to it. There's there's a real change about happening here, and, and I, I can I could sense it, and I, I can remember talking to my dad, and I, said, and I think I just spoke to it on the pod, didn't I? I said this has reminded me of Chris Kamari, that it doesn't matter what happens, the board keep getting it wrong, and it was about the same by back then. Remember when we brought Brian Little in and all that, and he got rid of good players and brought Dross in from the Premier League, like Lightbourne and Smalls and other thing, things like that. It's reminded me of this because every season, I mean now. I'll give you the same question. At this point, it, you know, Christmas time, for the last five seasons we've been in the Championship, how many times have you been happy with the squad? I can't remember one. Yeah, well, there isn't one, is there? Which shows you that there's. it's back to those days where we just can't seem to buy any luck because we're buying the wrong players all the time. And... It, the thing I want, we need to look at is that this January window's coming along. I think we need five or six players, Ange. Well, one's a goalkeeper, isn't it? I think one's a goalkeeper, which the talk is... A couple Everson. wingers. Yeah, we need, we need a couple of... Well, well, we'll first go with the goalkeeper. So, Iverson is favourite at the moment, but I can't understand why he's favourite. Unless Leicester are bringing another goalkeeper in, because I think they've only got three, a youngster, Iverson and Ward. I can't see them letting Iverson go. No, maybe not. So that one I don't think is going to happen, but you never know in football, it could happen. Still, defenders, how many would you have? Uh, at this moment in time, I'd have 11 that could defend because we've got no attackers. Um, how many defenders would it bring in? Yeah. Two. Where would they be? Just centre-back or...? Yeah, centre-backs. So two centre-backs. So if you're bringing them two in, who are the two that are going? Well, Flint will be one. Well, yeah, without doubt, yeah. And Jaggy Elka would be the other. Yeah, I agree with that. that. That's absolutely bang on. I think we need a left centre-back. Porteous would fit in on the right side, which then means bye-bye to Wilmot. But Wilmot would cover anyway because Suter won't be up to speed even after the World Cup. So... But then, you know, we've got a fresher squad then, haven't we? We've got a younger back line. It's a, it's a Fred Bear. Instead of being full of old men that just can't play anymore. Jaggy Elke can do a, a role here and there because he's, he's still got the ability, anti. He's still got the football in mind, but his body isn't there, is it? Yeah, and I Flint, think you're right. And Flint's just hopeless. Now, midfield, where would you improve here? Because this is where I'd do the most improving. Well, we want a defensive central midfielder, don't we? I don't think we do. Okay. I think if we're bringing in two good centre-backs that will improve our team, I don't think we do. Because I think Laurent can be a box-to-box. -box. I think he can get back and support if we played him in the right position. Playing him as a holding yeah. doesn't work. And what no. we need to do is stop with this sitting at the back with... You know, I mean, sometimes we've got four players sitting at the back. Laurent just in front of a back three. And we're still conceding two, three goals a game. You know, we need to bring good defenders in. And I can, honestly, I'm back to the stage now where if Danny Bat was, ava was available, I'd have him back. That's how poor that we've done well, the Well, he's the player of the season at Sunderland. Yeah, so it shows you that the problem isn't actually the player because he was hopeless for us. But look at him at Sunderland. Yeah. Look at Sam Vokes. I mean, there's so many players we can go into. I mean, how many other players have we seen come to us do nothing, and then carry on back to normal when they do it during a different club. So there's obviously a clear problem there, isn't there? Yeah, so, you're right. So midfield-wise, I'd bring in a Cam, 
because I, yeah. I because for me Nick Powell goes at the end of the season. No questions asked. I want him gone. Sick of all this out and in, injured all the time, and he's okay out and in. Cam would do me. Now, Ryan Gould could be available. Very talented young Scottish player who went abroad to Sporting Lisbon, started his career at Dundee United, really impressed, and didn't materialise into the new Kenny Dalglish tag he was given. But I think a move to the Championship could do him some good. Now, at the moment, I think he's at Montreal, but his contract's up soon. Would you take him in? Yeah, I probably would. You? Yeah, tricky, skillful, would probably improve us. And he, he does... He, he's just hasn't had the rub of the green in Portugal. He just couldn't break into the team, which is fair enough, because he went very young. Now, strikers, what would you improve? I don't know who, who would come, because... You know, they've only got to look at the club and think, well, I ain't going there because they destroy strikers. They've done it ever since Sharon and Steve and Peter Thorne. I don't know who we get, but I have three new strikers straight away. Three? Yeah. Because um, one of them will get injured as soon as they walk to the centre stop. Spot, they'll get injured because it's just the way we are. Uh, what Would you take Ronaldo on, Lyon? No. Cristiano Ronaldo from the Stoke? No. Oh. Fair enough. Um, Messi. It, why wouldn't you take him? Because he's not ever going to come to Stoke. Well, you never know, Ange. But no he's, at the moment, he's a beggar. I don't want him. I don't want him anyway. I'm, I'm having him. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think we need another strike. One's got to come in because at the end of the day, at the moment, ours can't hit a banjo door with a machine gun, can they? So, I mean. Right, that's enough of that because I'm getting sick of talking about this. We'll talk about an exciting thing, which is the World Cup and it kicks off Sunday, don't it? Yeah. Which is Qatar and Ecuador. Ecuador. What do we reckon? Is this going to be a good one or is this going to be an absolute disaster? What do we reckon? I think uh, for that particular match, Qatar will win. Although it'll be very tough. It'll be a good one if they do. As a World Cup, I think it will be run very well. I think... um, you know, when you talk about human rights and stuff, I don't think it should have ever gone there. I don't think it should have gone there in the middle of the season. We all know money's probably got it there. Uh, I think England will get to the quarterfinals and then my love of the World Cup will be over for another four years. I think we'll scrape past the group. I don't think we're going to have a good tournament like a lot of people think. We're not going to be as good as we were before. Um, because I don't think we're going to have the rub of the green in the, in the draws either. I I'll prob- I don't know because it depends if we hit France. I think if we hit France in the next round, I think we're out. I think it just do- it's just whoever we bump into. It's the luck of the draw, isn't it? And over the last Gareth Southgate's been very lucky on the draw, hasn't he, over the last couple of tournaments. Right yeah. predictions, Ange. Who are you going okay. with? Argentina. You're going Argentina. I'm going Japan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's so funny, Ange? What's going on? Why on earth are you going Japan? I'm joking. I'm going with Germany. No, stick with Japan. <laughs> I just know that's a joke. You cannot pick Germany. Why, Ange? Why? I don't want. I don't. I'm not going to say what you want me to say, but I prefer you not to pick Germany. <laughs> um, oh. Right, I'll go Brazil. I'm go- no, I'm- you can't have Brazil. I'd rather Argentina. No, I think I'm, I'm going to go Brazil. I'm going to go Brazil. I'd rather you have Germany. Bake up your bloody mind, Right, let's ask the listeners. Japan, Germany or Brazil for Madian? Well, right. I mean, Japan was a joke. No one's going to pick Japan. No, I think you go with your first one. And no. you pick Japan. I'm not going Japan. They won't forget you past the group. You've got to. It was your first one. Listen, we, every, every listener knows that I'm 2-1 up. You're so not 2-1 up. You're not 2-1 up. up. Or you have Japan. No, I'm having Brazil. <laughs> 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 Typical man. I'm having Brazil. No, I'm having, I'm having Brazil. That, that's the team. I've, I, I, I'm in two minds with France, and the reason I went with Japan for my joke answers is because that's what I pulled out of me. In me, what's it called? Hmm. I forgot what the word well, is. Well, I've gone with Argentina, and I'll tell you why I've gone with Argentina. 
because of uh, Leo Messi. Well, what's he going to do? He's been in four other well, tournaments, and Yeah, but this will be his swan song and they'll win it for him. Well, I hope not, Ange, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not, not a big fan of Messi and Ronaldo because they talk as if they're better than Pally and they're not. Yes, but hang on, hang on. You wanted me to get Ronaldo on loan at Stoke and you're not a fan of his? I'm not a fan of him, no. No, I think he's a... a but you want him in the Stoke field. Well, I mean, if we could get one a player like him up front, we might start scoring goals and it'd be a, it'd be a lovely sight to see because at the moment it's watching Stoke is honestly like watching sandpaper go over a wall. So it, it, it's, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Right, I so... Know. Go on. So predictions on Wales. Where do you think Wales are going to go? I think they'll get out of the group with us. No, straight out. Right, so ne- next, Scotland. Oh, sorry, they aren't there. Um, Northern Ireland. Uh, what do you reckon? Oh, yeah, they aren't in it either. So it's basically on us again, isn't it? All the pressure of Britain is on England again, isn't it? Yeah. And Scotland are well, out. We'll get out, we'll get to the quarters, and then I think we might bomb. But where did Scotland come? They lost to um, Ukraine in the playoff. Oh, yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, they beat Ukraine and then lose to somebody else. Oh, yeah. They're out anyway. Yeah, because I've, anyway. I've seen a lot of people having to go, it was, it was out here from Scotland, and they don't qualify, so it's one of them things. Right, so before we end the podcast, we'll go into the women's. What's been going on? Well, the women are on a roll. It is uh, cup month now. Uh, on this coming Sunday, uh, we are playing... Pay attention now, Ian. Right, okay. Leak reserves in the County Cup. Right. And our reserves are playing Leak first. Right. Just so the way the draws come out. So the following Saturday, we are in FA Cup action, having had a wonderful win against Derby on penalties, where we should have won in normal time, but we had a myopic ref. Um, we won on penalties and we've drawn Loughborough Lightning away, where we have a good chance of winning. And then if, if we win that... We're in the the hat with the big boys, the Man Uniteds, etc. So we really have to beat Loughborough, Loughborough Lightning. And then the following week, in the League Cup, we're at home to Huddersfield Town. So we've got three successive cup matches, um, which, having beaten Derby in the FA Cup, um, we, we want to do the quadruple and win four in a row. Well, let's go for it. Let's win all these cups. Let's, let's hope they do it. I mean, I mean, why all these cup matches are happening so quick and all around at the same time? I don't know. But how did they go on last weekend? We beat Derby in the cup. Oh, cup right, okay. right. And can I say, if we win four matches in a row, I don't think Stoke City have done that for several seasons, the mm. men's team. No, I think the last time we won four matches in a row was Mark Hughes. About yeah. seven years ago. I think it was the season we beat Liverpool 6-1. That's right, that was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember then when we we actually had a good team. I think I had air yeah. then. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we haven't got a good team since, have no, we? No, it's, it's been downhill. But we're not going to be downbeat. We've got a World Cup on. We've got a nice breakaway from Stoke that's really welcomed by half the, half the fan base, I'll be honest. But we've got to have I don't to come back strong. Half the fan base. I think it's more than half the fan base. Yeah, well, nobody cares anymore, Andrew. I'll be honest. We, we, I'm no. still going to do the pod, and we're still going to get behind them, and we're, we're going to hope that we can turn things round. Well, I do think you're being very unfair on Stokesy underscore SCFC because Alan Taylor um, was gnashing his teeth and weeping because um, there hadn't been a pod for the Luton and West Brom game. And I, as you know, told him the truth and said you were still crying after the results and you hadn't recovered. And he had obviously been drinking because he said, it's by far the best Stoke podcast for me and I'm interested to listen to those two games. Well, Alan, we hope you've entertained you with a, a very quick whiz through as to why we didn't want to talk about them. Yeah, um, don't say thank we. Thank you for listening. Stop saying we. You wasn't, wasn't oh, you're on, uh, you're on one now. Oh, no, on no. Now, what was his name? Alan Taylor. Right, Alan Taylor. You don't know him, he's your brother. He, he, he isn't me to no. Alan, the reason we didn't do a podcast is somebody messaged me going, I don't feel like doing it because I feel bad. I feel depressed. Let's do it in midweek. Who was that? That was you. Never. <laughs> that, was, that was you. That you'll believe anything. I messaged, I messaged Ian and said, I am now winning the pod 
2-1 and you didn't answer me. Because you're not winning 2-1, I'm still winning 1-0, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you, got the, you, got the, you got the results right, but, right, but you got the scores wrong and that's how you win. The, the, mm. the so, thanks for listening, that's another one done. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you do, make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you follow us and subscribe to us. We're on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Amazon, whatever it is, iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, you could do us a great favour and do us a five-star review. It means a hell of a lot. It means a lot to Ricky Martin as well. So thanks for listening. Ta-ra.